How much does it cost to clean a garbage can or to install a battery backup sump pump system? What does it take to create new people in AI? Will Joe Biden pardon Hunter if he's convicted? Was that an earthquake in Seattle last weekend? The answer to all of these questions and more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 241 of the Random Thoughts podcast that is spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and it's another Friday show. Sometimes the weeks just get weird. And last week I was like, I didn't have anything much to say by Wednesday, although could have probably figured it out. But sometimes it's good to take a few more days. Find out what's going on in the world. Things are going a little bit crazy, in case you haven't noticed. I mean, you do, without a doubt, notice if you go to the grocery stores, prices up and down, gas prices back up to the high for like the last eight months again. Uh, But people are starting to pay for more things and not pay any attention to it. There's a lot of uh, expenses that people, I guess, just don't think twice about. One of those the other day, when it wasn't garbage morning, when it's garbage morning, you know, the unmistakable sound of the garbage truck going up and down the street, taking care of business. Well, I heard that noise the other day and it wasn't garbage day. And I'm like, what is that? So I went and looked out the front window and one of our neighbors who also had their basement flood was having their garbage can cleaned by a professional garbage can cleaning service. I had no idea this existed, but it's what a scam. So the guy was out there with the pressure washer and he went over the outside and the inside a little bit of the can. And then like the garbage trucks have the little arm on it to empty your garbage out, to lift it up and empty it out into the garbage trucks. This thing had an arm that lifted the can up to the top where I guess it gets professionally cleaned by this big truck, deodorized the whole nine yards. And I was wondering exactly what this service might cost. So I looked it up and it is $40 for the visit for up to two cans. The neighbors only had one can clean. If I would have known, I'd been like, hey, over here, I got an extra can. But 40 bucks to have somebody come out and clean and deodorize your big plastic garbage can. That seems a little insane to me. More than a little insane. I mean, take a little water, take some Dawn dishwashing detergent, fill up the can, then kick it over and watch it uh, roll down the driveway. Probably done just about the same thing. But 40 bucks to clean a garbage can and not only that but there's a service with a truck that is specially outfitted to do this i thought that was a little bit crazy so i mean maybe maybe i just don't get out enough maybe i didn't know these things exist if you know something crazy like that going on let me know always looking for an exit strategy 
I didn't know that cleaning garbage cans might be big business. I didn't know people really worried about the state of their garbage cans. I mean, you throw garbage into them. So technically, if they're doing their job, they're always filled with garbage. And I understand they could start to stink a little bit. But you have a garden hose. You have Lysol. You have anything you can spray in there that would cost way less than 40 bucks. Do have somebody out to professionally clean and deodorize using some great biological neutral detergent or whatever they're using. But I guess there is room for a whole lot of businesses out there. This is not one that I would have guessed. Now, we'll, we'll be paying some decent money next week for our brand new sump pump which we figured it's time now once you flood twice i mean once you flood once it's not fun once you flood twice and have to pull up all the carpet and all the wet pad and move everything that's in the basement especially when you have to get the new carpet down figured it was time now to invest in a sump pump system that has a battery backup on it something we inquired about i think i mentioned the last time this happened, then it was another 10 years before we had a problem. Now these systems install a little over $1,700. So feel free to donate to the sump pump fund. But this will give us a double pump. So you have the main pump. You have a secondary pump. There are two floats and they can operate amongst both, meaning even if one of the pump goes out, and the float from that one goes out. The float for the other one will still activate. So there's two pumps built into the same unit. And it will run, of course, off the AC like they all do. But then there's a battery backup. So if the power goes out, which is what happened to us twice now over the last 10 years or so, the power goes out, the rain is coming down, the basement floods. Allegedly, if everything works correctly, in this case, the battery would have kicked in, kept the sump pump going for at least a day or so. There is a Wi-Fi module as well available for this system. It's like an extra 120 bucks or something. I'm like, but what do you really need Wi-Fi for? One, if the power goes out, I know my router is on a battery backup, so there would be a little bit of time. But overall, if the power goes out, the Wi-Fi is going to go out, the Internet's going to go out. And the only thing this is going to allow you to see is what percentage the battery's at or the battery health. And I'm hoping you can do that right on the little screen that'll be on the device here. But I guess we'll see. You can always add the battery backup a Wi-Fi module. But I'm guessing probably not going to be needed. But I'm kind of worried that we're moving further into a system with the United States getting as crazy as it is with the energy issue and the issue is uh, let's do more nuclear plants and we'll have very little problems but the other day and it only happened for about a brief split second the power went out here but anything that's not on a ups device that would provide power which is including my up uh, my nas devices downstairs they really i need to add a ups system there because they all turn off and then you have to go down and manually turn them back on. We have all the air purifiers all turn themselves off. 
gets to the point where you almost need a battery backup on just about everything, which when you get to that point, if you've got a battery backup on every outlet in the house, you probably should just get a whole house generator, which would take care of all of those problems. But those keep going up, up, up as well. So my guess is we will have the new sump pump put in. And then it'll be 20, 30 years before we have a storm and lose power because that's just the way things usually go. When you prepare for them, you don't need them. But better safe than sorry. Way too much physical labor. Pulling up carpet, pulling up pad, and moving everything out of the basement. Now, we have talked a lot on this program. Yeah, that is the Royal We. We here at Random Thoughts, this big large conglomerate, which is me, myself, and I have talked a lot about the deep fakes. And recently I know my buddy Gene, he said he's been messing around with this stuff for over a year. The artificial intelligence art generators where you can go in and do some really cool stuff by just typing in a few things in text and it will try to create them in photographic form or oil paintings or pop art. You can do all sorts of different styles. But if you just type in the word cat, you're going to get a picture of a cat, and it's not going to be a real cat. It's going to be a representation of a cat. Now, it might look absolutely real, but it's not just pulling up a picture of a cat. It is creating it based upon everything that it has been trained on. Meaning if it goes and looks through an internet database with 20,000 pictures of different cats, what you're going to get won't be one of those 20,000 pictures, but it will be a computer imagined representation of what a cat should look like. And the photorealism available on some of these platforms now is kind of concerning because we've talked about. Again, the royal we, the catfishing thing where guys and overall younger teenage guys are getting pictures like, hey, I'm a female. Here's some naughty picture. Send me your naughty picture. Well, you could just create these things out of nothing with these artificial intelligence art generators, just like it can create text out of nothing. It can create photos out of nothing. And it can do some interesting things. We have a couple of Taylor Swift prints that were created by artist Peter Max. And Peter Max has a pretty unique style. And I took a relatively new photograph of Taylor Swift and put this in because you can also give it a photograph as a starting point. You put that in and you just say, give it the Peter Max treatment pretty much is all you tell it. And it will spit out things that would look as if Peter Max took that scene and created it into artwork. So it's some very interesting things, but it's also what is going to kill if it hasn't already the modeling industry where models used to make a lot of money ever since they invented the camera where you could take a photograph over the 80s and 90s, early 2000s, models made millions working for Victoria's Secret and Guess and Versace and all these high-end brands. 
now that is not going to be needed because the artificial intelligence can just create models out of nothing. And you can just give it a description and tell it what you want. If you want a six foot tall Brazilian supermodel, it will create one for you. But the more interesting thing, and I've seen some people doing this where, hey, if celebrities had a baby, what would their kid look like? And the technology is very weird. It's very scary and it works very well. If you want to create your own model, I'm like, well, let's see, Taylor Swift, she's kind of attractive. I mean, not bad to look at. Adriana Lima, Brazilian supermodel from Victoria's Secret. Candice Swana Puel, South African supermodel from Victoria's Secret. You can type the three of those names into an AI and say, give me a representation of a model that looks like all three of these combined. You figure out in the AI what how that works the best. And what it spit out was amazing. It's kind of depressing these women don't exist because they are absolutely gorgeous. But this is where if you're a brand, if you're Victoria's Secret, although that's that brand's kind of dead. So if you're Versace, if you're Louis Vuitton, if you're somebody that is in the high fashion area, why do you need a real model? If you're doing print work, you certainly don't need a real model. And even at this point, if you're doing a runway show, you can simulate one. I mean, I guess it's only if you need to show something off in person and everybody's doing things remotely now. How many people actually go into the office to work? A lot less than they used to. There's no doubt about that. And it's interesting because I don't think there's any laws on the books and nor should there be for things like, well, what do you do if a company creates a model based upon two or three real people and it's a combination of those features? Well, I don't think you can really do anything. The music business is dealing with this right now because a voice is not really copyrightable. A voice is not really trademarkable. So when you can teach an AI how to produce tracks that sound like it's Elvis Presley singing or Taylor Swift or whoever, I don't know if there's anything that can be done to rein that in. Going to get very close if somebody wants to put out a podcast and sound like me speaking, if there's enough audio out there for that to be trained and the technology will get there. It's still very quirky and without fine tuning. Usually the end results aren't perfect. Although I played you a couple things that were spoken by an AI model that sounded quite natural. Now, I don't know if that was matching the exact person that that was based off of or not, but you could definitely get an AI that sounds very natural when it comes to speaking. When will you be able to clone your own voice? That's a good question. Because it would make doing podcasts a whole lot easier because all I would have to do is clone my own voice, then let an AI write a script for a show, and then let the AI perform the show, and I really wouldn't have any work to do whatsoever. So let's just see where that technology takes us. But I thought it was kind of interesting, this whole concept. And I'm sure people have been doing this since this technology has been out well over a year now. But I thought it was very interesting to be able to combine 
two or three different people into one person and come up with really good results. If you have a good uh, idea on how to do any of this kind of stuff, better if you have an idea about what AI system that you think works best for digital art, let me know. I think I may install Stable Diffusion locally on a machine and play around with it because it's just a whole lot of fun. It is kind of addicting just to go in, okay, I want an oil painting of this, and you press a button. And seconds later, you have a few different choices. And if you don't like them, well, you just change a few words in the prompt or you just generate a few more, which this can't be good for the planet. This cannot be good for the people who think that we don't have enough energy. The amount of energy that is being spent creating AI artwork, creating AI text, it's a lot. It takes a lot to run all of these computers. That was one of the reasons a lot of people were going after the whole Bitcoin thing. Again, if we could just get some more nuclear power, I think we would be in good shape. Now, since I last talked to you, I kind of predicted this. I believe I should have gone back and double checked this, but I said there was a chance that this whole Hunter Biden plea deal thing was going to fall through, and it did. There were some dirty tricks going on with the Hunter Biden lawyers. The judge went, you know, um, there's other things that the government is looking into investigating Hunter Biden on, correct? And the government's like, yes. And the judge was like, so, you know, who here thinks that this plea deal means Hunter Biden won't be charged with anything else moving forward? And the defense was like, oh, yes, yeah, us over here, Judge. Whoa, yeah, we think this is it. This is going to be it. No more. This will take all the heat off of Hunter. He's admitting this, and now everything's going to go away. We're going to be totally done. Hunter's going to be a fine, upstanding member in society, and we have nothing more to worry about. And the government, the prosecutors went, what gives you that idea? No, we're still investigating him. So this all broke down. The plea deal broke down, and Hunter Biden, of course, pleaded not guilty to things. That it is without a doubt there is so much evidence. He pleaded not guilty to things that everybody knows he is guilty of. So, of course, the question was then asked of Joe Biden's spokesperson, Corinne Jean Pierre, one of the biggest, baddest when it comes to presidential mouthpieces, one of the worst that we've ever had, claims that Joe Biden will not pardon. Hunter Biden, if he is convicted of any of these crimes, and nobody believes that. And why would you? You have the power as the president to pardon people. And there's been a lot of questionable pardons over the years. Every president, usually on their way out the door, or at least when they're a very lame duck, won't be running for any more office. That's usually when the pardons come in. And a lot of times there's big questions about those. I don't think anybody for any reason would blame a president for pardoning his son. I would think it would be expected unless the crimes were just so grossly unspeakable that, you know, murder a few of those things. Maybe you'd be like, yeah, he can't get away with that. But for tax issues and a gun charge while high on coke, yeah, I don't think that. 
most people would even blink an eye. So what is this? Is this tough love from Joe Biden? I don't believe that because Joe Biden's told us every time he's been questioned and dared to make a comment on it, he's always told us that he's been very, 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 very proud of his son, Hunter, who's never done anything wrong. So if he was convicted, Joe, if you're telling us you're very proud of him and that he's never done anything wrong, nothing to be ashamed of, then why would there be no pardon? This would be, hey, it's a political witch hunt and they're only going after my son because of me. And of course, then you would pardon him. So nobody believes this, but this is what Corinne Jean-Pierre says because you can't trust anything that comes out of her mouth. But that is politics in 2023. And I don't expect that to change anytime soon. I don't think it's a coincidence that all this stuff with Donald Trump is coming down the pike right now when all the Biden crime family stuff is coming down. We know what MSNBC is going to cover. We know what uh, Tucker Carlson is going to cover. We, it's, it's funny, but you can predict exactly what story is going to be covered by whom and how it's going to be covered. There is very little, if any, non-biased media going on anymore. So you have to sample a lot of them and try to figure out what's true and what's not. And most people, let's be honest, just are not very good at doing that. Now, the Joe Biden administration, more and more information is coming out about just how far they were going during the whole COVID thing to try to silence voices on social media. Jim Jordan has just released a bunch of information that is now the people on the right are saying it's unbelievable, but for anybody that's been following along, this is fully believable. It's not unbelievable. You can pretend to be outraged by it, but both sides kind of do the same thing in this case, maybe a little bit further. But we know a lot of this stuff started when Donald Trump was president, when it came to the COVID vaccines, and it got to the point to where Facebook was even under pressure from the Biden administration to delete a meme, which was something like, oh, yeah, did you or there's somebody watching TV in the future? Did you or a loved one take a COVID vaccine? You could be entitled to. You know, this was 10 years in the future, this meme. But that was enough for them to go after it, to try to silence it, because they were so afraid that anything negative would dare come out about the vaccines that it would cause harm to whom I'm not sure. I am not a vaccine absolutist. If you listen to the show, you have probably figured that one out. Ted Nugent said something the other day, like, let me speak to people who took the vaccine. Bah, that's the only language they understand. And I think that is a bit too one-sided. But I have always held to my belief that the mRNA, the mRNA was questionable technology that was not fully tested that could cause issues. And it seems that that has been the case. I still contend that taking the Johnson and Johnson shot was at the time a good choice because we did know people that had gotten COVID and had passed away due to it. So 
it seemed like it was probably a harsher disease than maybe it was because we're finding out that the numbers were a little bit cooked. But I am not an absolutist on this in one way or another. I've had flu vaccines. This is the same thing RFK said. You know, he's had vaccines. He just didn't like the COVID mRNA vaccine. And rightfully so, because you're seeing numbers of young people having cardiac events that seem to be way out of line than the averages from before COVID-19. Yeah, it seems like it was uh, the numbers even during COVID-19 before the vaccines came out as well. And that's the important part that's going to have to really be looked at that point in time to fully understand because a virus can cause heart issues. That's just the way it is. Now, for some people more than others. But you're going to need to prove that it's the vaccines and not the virus itself by looking at the time period, which is relatively short. When you had the virus going around before you had the vaccines. But it's scary when you have anything that is questionable, anything that is far from a done deal. When you have the White House, when you have the highest political people in the land trying to silence free speech for anybody that is saying something negative about something like a vaccine, that is just scary to me because there were doctors at the time. I mean, there were a lot of doctors who came out and said, no, no, the vaccine's great. You should take it. But there were also a decent amount of doctors who were like, "Eh, not really sure about that. We are not sure about that. And here's why. And they seem to have some good points, but they were silenced because they were not giving the right narrative. They were not following the right talking points. And that's when you should be worried as a society. When somebody who isn't going down the path of, well, we've always thought it's this way. And if they're saying something different, we have to silence them. No, just make your case. And I know it seems like I've said that a hundred times or more, but you don't silence somebody who disagrees with you. You show why they're wrong. If they are, if you have proof. Now, usually the people that want to silence the other side are the ones that are like, well, I can't prove what I'm saying, but you can't say it. So people won't hear it. And then maybe they'll believe what I'm saying. But be aware of these things, especially before the next time you go out and vote Democrat. Understand what they were doing. Understand what they are doing. Understand the witch hunt against Donald Trump. Understand the impeachment without any evidence. Understand that they're trying to get him on the 14th Amendment right now to say, oh, no, you incited a revolution. You incited an insurrection, which means you are unable to hold office. The Democrats are worried about Donald Trump, and you should ask yourself why. Why are they so worried about him? What's the worst thing he can do? What did he do? What was so bad when he was in office? That's always my question with the Democrats who are like, I hate Trump. Well, why? Because the economy was too good. Was that why? 
where you were a little butt hurt that maybe he said something you didn't like. You were maybe a little sad that he called your favorite politician a name because Donald Trump, he's going to call people names. He's a bit of a bully, but he was really good when it came to running the country. He was really good with the economy. He was really good at handling people like Chi and uh, that guy in Russia, that uh, Vladimir guy. He was really good at those things where Joey Biden, I mean, he can't walk up a flight of stairs. He mumbles. You don't even understand what he's saying. He doesn't appear to be in full capacity at any time. But again, I guess you do get the government that you deserve. So keep on voting Democrat if you want more of that garbage. Now, if you thought you felt an earthquake, if you're in the Seattle area, if you thought you felt an earthquake last weekend, don't worry. It was just the Taylor Swift concerts. It registered both shows that she did in Seattle because they're very, very, very good about monitoring the earth for earthquakes in that area, you know, and there in California and that and the Taylor Swift fans dancing around, cheering, doing what they were doing during the Taylor concert created a 2.3 magnitude earthquake or it felt like a 2.3 magnitude earthquake to the sensors there in Seattle, which means a lot of people must have just been having fun. Seen multiple pictures of that show from planes coming down. You can see this show from space, which is why it's probably going to gross like 1.5 billion for the U.S. tour. And then she's going to be hitting Europe and uh, South America. She's making a little bit of money. Seems like a capitalist, too. I want to know how long Taylor Swift's going to pretend to be that far left when they start coming for all of her houses, when they start coming for all of her money. That's usually when people have that kumbaya come to Jesus moment. Like, wait, no, you don't deserve my money. I deserve my money. And that's a really bad segue, but this is a value for value podcast, which means we put them out there. Yes, Royal, we once again. Do I need to break myself from doing that? Somebody said that the other day, like, we, what do you mean? We, I mean, we, all of us here at Random Thoughts. It's a value for value podcast. The shows go out. They're not behind a paywall. You get to listen to them and you get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever. And if you have, you can go over to our website, randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com slash donate. You can click that donate button, make a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. box address if you're not afraid that the post office might lose your envelope when it's en route to me. And if you are in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can boost us. You can send us a boostagram. You can send Satoshis minute by minute as you are listening. And if you're over at Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash random thoughts. All of those are viable options. And coming in today, number one donor, 3483, Dame Jennifer of Bead, Brush, and Cloth. Or it says Dame Jen. Maybe you like it shortened. Dame Jen of Bead, Brush, and Cloth says, I've listened too long without giving a little back. My first episode of Random Thoughts was deep fakes, and it blew my mind. Appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, Dame Jen. And yes, the deep fakes are something that continue to improve or get worse, depending how you want to look at the technology. And everybody needs to be aware 
that you can't trust anything on the internet without the proper vetting. But I'm glad you're listening and thank you for supporting the show. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming in with his $15 a month donation. Always appreciated. Sir Truck Driver with his monthly 565. Keep the shiny sides up. Enjoy the summer while it's here because those icy roads will be back. And we know that is no fun. And over on the uh, streaming Satoshis and the Boostagrams and that, we had Eric PP, Harry Pilgrim, Redbeard, Jake W. All streaming, boosting, and doing all the fun stuff. And again, if you're not into the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can find an app to help you out and get rolled on in by going to newpodcastapps.com. But I thank everybody for listening to the show, giving me your time. I know there are other things you could be listening to, and I truly appreciate everybody who has donated to keep the lights on, the microphone sounding good, and all of that, especially in this wonderful Biden economy. I will be back next week. Not sure which day, maybe get back to Wednesdays or Tuesdays with another edition of the random thoughts podcast. So until then I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 